When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Hello there, friends, and welcome back. I am Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 130 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. On today's episode, we are outlining the must-haves as well as the don't needs for new parents. Now, I remember back when I was pregnant with my first daughter. I went to one of those big nationwide baby chain stores to make a registry in advance of her arrival and in advance of our baby shower. The helpful sales associate understood that I had no idea what to register for, so she gave me this laundry list of no joke, hundreds of items to register for, presumably that new parents needed in order to not just parent, but parent well. I was directed to scan my heart out with the little handheld scanner as I walked around the store, and that's exactly what I did. Fast forward six or so months, my daughter had safely arrived And all the items that I registered for and received by my loving family and friends just sat in my house. They were unused. It was a real sobering moment to realize that almost all the items I thought I needed, all the items that Babies R Us told me I needed, were completely unnecessary. This episode is for listeners who may become parents someday, perhaps even in the near future, and are having trouble distinguishing true needs from all the hype. This episode is also for listeners who are in the habit of giving a gift to a new baby or new parents and want to give something that is both eco-friendly and actually useful. So today's episode is split into two distinct parts. In part one, act one, I am giving you my five best gift ideas for new mothers and new babies as actually determined by mothers. (laughs) So to help me make this top five list, I enlisted the help of members in this podcast's private Facebook group which of course is aptly named Sustainable Minimalists. I asked them what was the most helpful or most thoughtful gift they received as a new parent. I tallied their responses and they helped me to create this list. Now in part two of today's episode, I am bringing you a conversation with Lauren Greger. Lauren is an eco-conscious mother who knew there had to be a more sustainable and a more affordable way to clothe a baby than buying dozens upon dozens of outfits. 
So she started a company called Rent a Romper, and the company is revolutionizing the way we clothe our children. Now, before we get right into part one of today's episode, a quick note that everything we talk about today can be found in this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 130. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 130. So jumping right in to act one, if you are a new mom, what should you actually be registering for? Similarly, if you are giving a gift to a new baby or a new set of parents, what should you give? To answer this question, I'm going to (laughs) turn it on its head really quick and talk about what you should try to avoid buying first and also what you should try to avoid registering for. So really quick, here's a quick list of things I wish I'd never registered for. First is cute clothes that are impractical and not functional. Now, later in Act 2 of this episode, you will hear me mention during my conversation with Lauren all about my frilly dress woes. The problem with cute clothes is that they often go unworn simply because they're not functional. Now, I know the temptation is hard. Everybody wants to buy the super cute dress, the super adorable button-down for a boy baby, if it's possible to rein in those impulses, I strongly suggest you do so. Next up is diapers. Now, I might get some slack for this from some of you. Some people love receiving diapers, but my argument here is that babies often outgrow the smaller sized diapers quickly, which means that if you bring over a box of size one pampers to a new mother, it very well may not even get opened. Then there's the fact that certain brands of diapers with their pesticide-laden cotton don't work for sensitive babies' skins. Perhaps even the mother prefers a certain brand that you're unaware of. Perhaps the family is cloth diapering. So I suggest steering clear of diapers. Next up, an item you should not buy and you should not register for is stuffed animals. And the reason for this one is simply because everybody else is going to be giving stuffed animals. I believe, I'm not sure what the number is, but I do believe there is such a thing as too many stuffed animals. So no stuffed animals. Another thing you should not register for and not buy are receiving blankets. The blankets falls into the same reason for stuffed animals. It's just an item that everybody is going to be giving this new baby, a receiving blanket. Now, there is an exception to this rule, though, and it is if you have knitted or otherwise made this blanket by hand, if you've done it yourself and you put a lot of time and effort and energy into it, then by all means, go ahead and give that receiving blanket to the new baby. Another item you should not give and you should not register for is baby toys. Now, not toddler toys. Toddler toys are a different thing, but baby toys. Baby toys create unnecessary clutter. And there's also the fact that newborns They are just so much more interested in sleeping and eating, and when they are awake, they're probably going to be looking at the ceiling fan. (laughs) They're not going to be doing so much with the baby toys. Two left. Next up is a diaper bag. Now, I was not so smart with my first daughter. I had 
a fancy diaper bag for her that went over my shoulder and it even clipped onto the handles of the stroller. It was super adorable. But I wisened up by the time my second daughter came along and I just threw everything I needed for an excursion into an old backpack instead. It worked a bazillion times better than the diaper bag that went over my shoulder and it was one less thing that I had to carry because it was on my back. Now finally, one item, this is more for the registering folks out there, one item you should not register for is a nursing pump. Before you register for a nursing pump, check with your insurance and see if they will give you one for free. Mine did. Lifesaver. All right. So we said what we shouldn't buy, we shouldn't register for. Now, what should you give? What should you give a new mom and a new dad and a new baby? This is where I pulled the members of the Sustainable Minimalists private Facebook group, and I am giving you their most popular answers in descending order. So in the number five slot, a couple members said, give a gift card. When you give a gift card, don't just give any old gift card to some baby store. No, no, no. Give a gift card to a restaurant that delivers. I love that, right? A restaurant that delivers. The beauty here is that the parents get to decide when they don't want to cook and they can employ your gift in that moment. So that's number five. Number four, what do you give a new family, a new set of parents, is a cleaning service. Now, Ambrosia said that her grandmother gifted her a cleaning service for an entire year. And she also said that when the year was up, she cried. (laughs) That's a lot of money, right? A cleaning service for a year. I'm willing to bet that might not be in your budget. It's not in mine for a new friend who's just had a baby. I don't know how you would go about giving money to a friend or a family member for a cleaning lady to come for one or maybe two visits. I don't know how to do that without being awkward. But if you are giving a gift to a new mom or a new dad who you are very close to and you can have that sort of awkward conversation with about money and about cleaning, I say go for it. Because thinking back to when my first daughter (laughs) was an infant, cleaning fell to the bottom of the to-do list. Surviving was up top, keeping the baby healthy and fed was number two, sleep was number three, and way down below at number like 375 was cleaning the house. So real thoughtful gift if you can find a way to gift it without it being an awkward conversation. All right, moving right along to what parents really want (laughs) and really need, item number three is the free stuff. So maybe your budget is not unlimited and maybe you cannot give the biggest, the best, the brightest, the shiniest thing. What's really interesting here is that the free gifts are the gifts that people tend to remember the most. So what is a free gift? A free gift is babysitting services, especially if the family that you're gifting already has another child. Andrea in our Facebook group said that she received the gift of babysitting for a day night with her partner. They had their first date three months after their infant was born, and she remembers how nice it was to go out together as a couple and reconnect in a way that was just the two of them without the baby being involved. So a free gift you can give someone is a night off, a night of babysitting. 
Another free gift is just a sit and cuddle with the new baby so that mom can take a nap. Now, this is a really thoughtful gift for the newborns where they just sleep all day. They just want to be held and they just want to sleep. If you could give the gift of holding that baby while that baby sleeps so that the mom can go lay down and take a nap, that would be, in my opinion, a priceless gift. Another free gift would be washing the family's dishes or running the vacuum. Now, of course, say something before you wash the dishes or run the vacuum, but the free gifts are all about seeing where there is a need without being told there is a need. Never underestimate the value in doing something that might not cost a lot of money, but will go a long way in terms of help. Most thoughtful or most necessary gift number two in the backup slot number two is the only gift on this list that is an actual baby item, and it is a wrap or a carrier. Members said again and again that the opportunity to have their hands free throughout the day was a lifesaver. So a carrier, if you're unaware of what a carrier is, it is a contraption that allows the baby to be worn, usually on a parent's chest or on their back for the older kids. A carrier is a very personal choice. There are wraps that you, it's like a long piece of fabric that you wrap around in an interesting way and, you know, it makes a sling for your baby. There are also more formal carriers that have buckles and snaps So the carrier is a really personal choice, and I wouldn't recommend buying a new carrier for a new mom or dad unless, of course, they have explicitly asked for or explicitly registered for one brand. I would, however, pass on a secondhand carrier or wrap that you already have to a new mom in the chance that he or she likes it and will keep it. I was given when my first daughter was born, not one, but two ergo carriers. One was for me and one was for my husband, and they were absolute lifesavers. We loved them. We carried her when we vacuumed. We carried her when we cooked dinner. We carried her until she was so mobile that she just simply refused to sit in it anymore. So wraps or carriers are worth their weight in gold, but make sure you have a conversation with the new parents before you go out and buy one. Now, finally, the number one gift that listeners received and listeners remember from those early days as new parents, the overwhelming response was a meal. Now, Megan is someone who responded to my query and wrote, this is a quote from Megan, I barely remember what people got me at my baby shower because so much was never used, but I will treasure the memory of those meals. That's powerful stuff. In order to gift a meal, you can do it in one of two ways. The first way is to bring over a meal that the new parents can pop into the freezer and take out when needed. This is a very low-key way of doing it, right? Here's a meal. Eat it when you want. No big deal. Put the directions for cooking right on the meal, and voila. The second way you can gift a meal is a bit more formal and it requires that you work with the new parents during setup, preferably before the baby's born. 
But I like this way. I prefer this way because it harnesses the power of the community in helping a new family. So the second way to gift a meal is to set up a meal train for the parents. Now, what on earth is a meal train? A meal train is an online meal calendar for anyone. It's not just for new parents. It can be for families who are going through a stressful time, like a surgery or an illness, or if God forbid there's a death in the family. A meal train is a calendar in which friends and family sign up on a specific day that works for them to bring over a meal. When done well, the first month or perhaps even the first two months are filled with meals so new parents don't have to cook at all. If you are setting up a meal train for a family, know right off the bat that it is super, super easy, but you do have to talk with the parents first. Get their dietary preferences and write it on the meal train so that the people who sign up for the meal train are making what the family will actually eat. Talk to the parents, too, about how they want to handle the dropping off of the food. In many cases, new parents do not want to keep opening the door after the doorbell rings. They do not want to be entertaining people every single day. At least I don't think I would want to do that. So perhaps the drop-off instructions include dropping off the food by the side door, don't ring the bell. Simple. Now, after you make the meal train, send it to the people that the parents want you to send it to, friends, family, coworkers. You then also go ahead and pick a day to bring a meal. And now when you bring over a meal, I suggest that you go all out. You include a salad You put dressing on the side. You include beer or wine, depending on the parents' preferences. You, of course, include an entree and a dessert, too. So really make it as luxurious as possible for this new family. And if you want extra credit, cook a meal that could be easily frozen in case the parents don't want to eat it right away. Now, I will say that when my second daughter was born, a fellow friend made a meal train for me. And my meal train, I'm so blessed, was absolutely filled to the brim for the first two months of my second daughter's life. And I will never forget the generosity of the people in my community who signed up to help me as I was navigating life as a mother of two. Collectively, All my friends and family allowed me to spend more time with my children and my new baby and my husband and less time trying to figure out what was for dinner. So a real priceless gift. So we're moving into part two of today's episode, which of course is an interview. Lauren Greger is the founder of Rent-A-Romper. Rent-A-Romper is the first shared closet for babies and toddlers that grows with the child. Now, Rent-A-Romper is a minimalist dream because the company takes back outgrown clothes. So you don't have to hold on to those bins and bins of no longer needed clothes in your basement, right? Rent-A-Romper is also an incredibly sustainable option too because it extends the life of clothes as a means of reducing carbon emissions, waste, and water footprints by as much as 30%. Lauren is on the show to talk about how she got the idea 
to start Rent-A-Romper, as well as what the company does and what she hopes to achieve. Enjoy my conversation with Lauren Greger. Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the podcast because Rent-A-Romper solves so many problems for so many parents. Tell us about yourself. Yes. Well, hi. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. I am a mom. I have two boys that are going to be seven and five really soon. I grew up in California and was sort of always set on to a career path of have the job that gives you health benefits and, you know, (laughs) takes care of you Um, and grew up in that kind of a household. And so never, ever thought that this was going to be my my path or my journey. But I really just started to get annoyed about all of the things that were in our home um, and all of the waste that we were generating as we were, as the kids are growing up. So I thought maybe it was time to do something about it. When your first son was born, what kind of gifts did he receive? And did the gifts you received contrast with what you actually needed during that time? Yeah, that's a really great question. We, uh, when I first had Bennett, my youngest or my oldest son, I had a registry and thank goodness I had a a colleague at the time who had two kids that were a little bit older than mine. And she sat me down and said, these are the things you need. And these are the things you don't. People will tell you to register for you know, the, um, wipes warmer, but you don't really need a wipes warmer (laughs) or like, you know, just they'll be fine if you wipe their bums with a cold wipe. So I was super grateful that she went through and did that. So a lot of the things that people did buy were things we really needed, like a stroller or a crib. But I mean, when you go to your baby shower, which I had the first one, I opened up all of these packages for clothes specifically of this perfect little like sailor outfit that was like a a zero to three month size. My son never, ever wore it because my son was nine pounds when he was born and he blew through to size, you know, three months in a couple of weeks. So you got those things where like it looks really nice and cute for like that dream of having a baby, but it was definitely nothing that I needed and nothing that immediately started to get used the second you brought the baby home. You bring up a lot of points that really resonate with me. I'm thinking back to when my daughter, who's now six, was born. We got so many beautiful dresses with the tool and they were lovely and I kept them all and I ripped the tags off of all of them because in my first time mother mind, you know, she was going to wear those. She was going to be beautiful at every minute, but <laughs> we bring the baby home and she's in a zip up onesie every single day. She's in pajamas all day long. And I remember looking at all those beautiful dresses that I had washed and ironed when I was pregnant and hung up that never got worn. And what was I going to do with them? It was a real depressing moment because it was all just so unnecessary. Let's pivot and talk about Rent-A-Romper. You had this idea for a subscription-based wardrobe service for babies and toddlers. 
you had the idea, but you have two young children. What made you decide to not just say, hey, that's a great idea? What made you decide to say, hey, that's a great idea? I'm gonna start a new business. Yeah, so um, I last year in the summertime, I had this idea. And I had a few ideas, which was strange because I I grew up in a house where, you know, you just did the normal career path. Like nobody was going to be an entrepreneur. So I just kept sort of shutting myself down to those ideas. But this one kept coming back. Like I would wake up in the night and think about it. And I would, you know, start looking at prices of clothing online. And I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. And so I was listening to a podcast, actually. It's called Why Not Now? and I thought, you know what? Let me just try. I'll try something. So I signed up to go to a women's networking event. And in order to do that, I printed business cards, pretending that I had started the company. I bought a domain, made an email address, and printed a business card saying I'm the founder of Rent-A-Rumper. And this was in August of last year. And the reception and excitement that I would see when people said, I can't believe this exists. Like, can I sign up right now? I said, well, no, the website doesn't exist. It just propelled me further because I thought, wow, if I can get all of these women, a lot of them mothers, super excited about this idea, then I have to do it. And, you know, I've always been sort of an action-oriented person. And sort of when you put the challenge in front of me, I then have to meet it. <laughs> so sort of the care was out there. And I thought, wow, people are really saying this is going to be something that's worthwhile, something that they would buy, something that they wish that existed when their kids were little. So I just started step by step. I went home, built a very simple website, started to purchase clothing, thought about wh- how I could package. I started an Instagram, like all within a week. Um, And now we just haven't, I've never looked back because it just, everything and all of the response that I've been getting from parents has been, I wish this existed or this is amazing. And of course, because kids grow so fast. So now we're seven months in and shipping all over the country and really trying to grow so we can keep, you know, things affordable and really have an impact. Mm. Your response makes me think about the fact that any any big decision just starts with a single step. And for you, it might have been printing the then fake business cards and going to the summit. <laughs> for me, with this podcast, one night I was so sleep deprived with my second, I just bought a domain name. I didn't even think about it. I just did it. And it, it's a snowball effect of little decision after little decision that over time creates something pretty meaningful. Talk to me about how exactly Rent-A-Romper works for both new parents as well as for people who are looking to give a gift to a new parent. Yeah. So for new parents, we offer a capsule wardrobe. We call it a capsule wardrobe because it's your everyday clothes. We try to really give you a box of clothing that will mix and match and be really usable and versatile for your child. And like you said, earlier, it is, 
you know, your everyday pajamas, zip up onesies, the things that they will live and breathe in every day. And so for those capsules, we offer two sizes, a complete capsule that has 15 items in it, and then an essential capsule that has seven items in it. And they're different. I'm, I, when I was uh, with my first son and with my second, I had a lot of hand-me-downs, but you would find that you open up the package once you get to the next size and realize there are no pairs of pajamas in there. So our essentials capsule really fills that gap for people that are missing key components of a wardrobe. And you can keep them as long as you need and exchange them as often as you need. So as soon as the kids grow out of the clothing, you send the clothes back and we pay for shipping both ways and we send you the next size. And you just exchange whenever you need and just continue to pay while you still have the clothing. And then for people that are interested in gifting, we offer gift cards. We also offer gift subscriptions. So if you want to say, you know, I want to subscribe some some of my my parents' friends are gifting it for their grandkids. We offer both of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am absolutely certain that listeners are listening right now and saying, but what if my baby stains the clothes, right? Babies, and especially toddlers, when they start solids, they stain the heck out of everything. What do you do if you get a box back filled with woefully stained clothes with avocado green stains all over them? (laughs) So the first thing is, I'm a mom. This company is founded not just to be sustainable, but to make parents' lives easier. So we know that kids are messy. We know there's like poop explosions that happen. We know that when they start eating their, you know, ends of their sleeves just get covered in food. Um, So we know that that happens. And we want our customers to really feel comfortable and just live in the clothing. So it's okay if they stain it. We ask that our customers send the clothes back to us. And we to inspect the clothes and make sure if there is staining that we can recover the clothing that we will. But that's part of it. We know that that happens. If a box comes back and like over the half of the box is completely unusable or or missing, then we do charge a customer up to one month of the subscription. But I will say it hasn't happened yet. We've gotten things back. Our customers have been really great about sending things back. And yeah, there have been a couple of things here and there, but we've expected that and we've built the company so that you know customers don't have to feel worried about wearing their clothes. One of the biggest benefits, in my opinion, of Rent-A-Romper is the eco-conscious or the environmental friendly benefits of using secondhand clothing and extending the lives of clothing that's already in the waste stream as opposed to purchasing new. But there are a lot of eco-friendly options on the market these days. There are an abundance of new organic cotton clothing stores that Uh, specialize in organic cotton, citing that organic cotton is more environmentally friendly than conventional cotton. There are thrift stores that parents could go to and, you know, dress their baby in secondhand items and then not have the overwhelm, the potential overwhelm of returning these items. What are your responses to mothers who say they could probably be environmentally friendly in dressing their children if they shopped in places other than the mall? Yeah. Well, I do think that is true. You can, there are a lot of things we can do 
these days that will help us be more sustainable and particularly in where you choose to shop if you are going to purchase clothing or purchasing secondhand. I do think one of the things that we are really trying to do is those solutions aren't going to save the convenience factor. And being, I've always been a working mom, I have two kids, and that to-do list, especially in those early years, is just overwhelming. So part of our real solution is really how do we do something that's sustainable while also saving you money and saving you time. And so I think our first real win for rent a romper is that you don't have to go to the thrift store or any store. You can just subscribe, tell us what your style preferences are, and you know, know that you're going to receive something that you like. On the other hand, too, I we right now have been sourcing from a variety of brands. We're trying to really keep our costs down um, so that on the customer side, it's still a very affordable option. But as we are growing, we're starting to develop wholesale partnerships with those organic sustainable brands where they're sourcing the materials, whether that's organic bamboo or organic cotton, like you're talking about. So I think as rent a rubber grows, we are going to become even more sustainable. And so then you can be getting those really well-sourced, sustainable product while also extending the life of the clothing as long as we can. Mm. I would argue, too, that another benefit of a subscription service is that parents are under no responsibility to keep these items for years and years, potentially, after their child has outgrown them, right? So I was lucky to have a second daughter (laughs) to wear my first daughter's stuff, and it sounds like the same with you. You have two sons. Your second son, I'm guessing, probably got an awful lot of hand-me-downs. But for all the other parents out there who may not be having another child or have had another child, but it's of the different sex, (laughs) what do you do with all the clothes, right? Because nobody has time to sell them, right? I don't. I don't have time to sell them. So we're just giving them away. We're just giving them to other mothers in the community who might need them or might not. And I wish that Rent-A-Romper was around back six years ago because it would be a minimalist dream to have these clothes for when I needed them and then get them out of the house when I was done with them. Do you ever hear from existing parents who use your services say that that's that's a benefit? Yes, absolutely. I think this saving the space in their house and just the headache of what do I do with these clothes? I I have a similar story, though. I have two boys, and so I did pass a lot of hand-me-downs down. And I also got things from other friends and family. But I think even when you do do that, it was taking up this shelf. I remember the shelf so clearly in my son's closet. And it would just sit there in bags. And then six months later, I'd pull it down and go through the clothes and realize that half of the stuff I saved, either he had already outgrown because he grew at like a different pace than my other son. You know, they're different. Their body types are different and all of that. So then I would have to think, oh, he can't even wear half of this. What am I going to do with it now? And I think a lot of parents talk about that. And we have families that live in small spaces. When my youngest son was born, we lived in a like tiny two-bedroom apartment. And I didn't have extra storage space to just be keeping all of this. So it was really, I think, a dream for some parents that they tell us, 
just get it out of my house, please, you know, and give me my space back. And you can then just get the clothes you need only when you need them and not have to, you know, take up that space and the time that it takes you to just sort and donate and sell or whatever that you might be trying to do to get rid of the clothes. Mm. I would love to shift gears a little bit and talk to you about your best advice for parents who are really concerned about the state of the planet for their children. What can parents be doing in their homes that isn't too, too hard, that isn't too big of a burden, but what can parents be doing to be environmentally friendly on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. Something I think about every day and is something that is part of the reason I started Renter Romper. Like I want to set an example for my kids of, you know, how we can take action to help save the planet and, you know, that it is our responsibility. I think in my home, as with anything, I think it's really hard to change your adult behavior, complete 180 overnight. So our approach has really been taking small steps and especially with our kids, just being really open and honest with them about it. So I'll just share like a couple of things that we've done in our house. Um, uh, Several years ago now, we got like, we always had paper napkins. I always, I grew up, my parents always had paper napkins. One day I just went to the store and bought 20 cloth napkins. We have not looked back. My kids now think it's very strange if you use a paper napkin and are not reusing as much as you possibly can in the house. So just one step. It took me, you know, 10 minutes to buy those napkins. And now we've saved, you know, endless over the years packages of of paper that would have gone in the trash. So I think it is some of those like very little things that it's just one behavior and it starts to grow. And you think, wow, that was so easy you know, I'm going to stop buying plastic wrap. I haven't bought plastic wrap in three years. And it was after that first decision. And so I think those things are things that our kids see. And it's the stuff that you see in your home that you then carry on into your adult life. So if my kids have never, ever seen plastic cling wrap, they'll never buy it. (laughs) So I think it is those little small steps. And I know one thing I feel really strongly about with all of the sustainability piece and just, you know, everything that's going on in the world in general, sometimes it feels very overwhelming. Like we have to save the planet and we have to save everybody and everything. And we have to be the greatest mom and we have to balance all of that, not word balance. But I think when you really break it down and just say like, what's a really small thing that I can do and just start to have that momentum moving forward because you know, sustainability and being the most sustainable can seem like a really daunting, daunting task. Yeah, I love your emphasis on incremental changes. Moms love to try and do it all and do it all perfectly. (laughs) But especially when it comes to sustainability and adopting eco-friendly behaviors, less becomes more over time if you compound it in a nice, slow, but steady rate, at least in my experience, that's what I have found. Now, related to being sustainable is that I know that Rent-A-Romper accepts clothing donations. So tell us 
what you accept, how we can get them to you, and what you're looking for. Yeah, so we accept clothes, any clothing, from preemie all the way up to size 7. We don't accept hats or shoes at the moment, but everything else you can send to us. You can do that just on our website, rentaromper.com. We have a, a spring cleaning campaign going on now, and we'll pay for shipping. So um, we'll send you a packing label. You just pack up whatever you like and send it to us. We do offer an incentive for our existing customers if they want to, let's say they're sending some of their clothes back and they realize they have you know, another pile that they want to give to us. We offer them credit towards their next month subscription. And then as well, if people are donating to us, we offer a $10 credit that they can either keep for themselves or gift to a friend. Donating is really a big part of our model. We want to make sure that we're extending the life of clothing and any clothing, not that, not just the stuff that we've sourced ourselves. And, you know, it's really interesting. You said the story about the dresses for your daughters. We have received so many donations that are brand new clothes with tags on them still. Parents feel like my kids never got to wear this. And at least now you're, you can know, you know, we're going to take good care of it, make sure that it gets used as long as it possibly can. And for listeners who want to get a gift certificate for a new mother or father in their life, how can they do that? Yeah. Also on our website at rentaromper.com, you can click on gift cards. We have a gift card section up at the top of our page. And there you can choose the increments that you want from $50 up to $200. And then it will um, either email you or email your recipient their gift. Lauren, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I will absolutely link to Rental Romper's website as well as your social media in this week's show notes. But just on a personal level, on a personal note, I want to say thank you for <laughs> jumping out of your comfort zone and trying something new. It's people like you who are really doing something great for the planet. So I hats off to you and I wish you and I wish Rental Romper the best of luck. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I so hope you enjoyed that conversation with Lauren Greger over at rent romper I have linked to rent romper's website as well as the Meal Train website, as well as our private Facebook group and some other resources mentioned in this week's episode in the show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 130. On next week's show, we are discussing all things related to carbon footprints. I will see you then. Have an amazing week and take care.